Test one, two. Test one, two. Good evening, everyone. And welcome to the first ever show of Testify with your host, Jared Schaefer. I'm Jared Schaefer. Welcome, everyone. I hope you all are having a great, a great, great Thursday night as it is the 15th day after Valentine's Day for most everyone else. It's also the day after Ash Wednesday, which has been, which is the mark of Lent. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that and have thought of things that you might give up for Lent if you participate in that. But you don't have to. Some people do. Some people don't. So yeah, welcome, welcome. I hope that you guys are all doing well. So I just want to first run down what this show is about. So um, every Thursday, my goal with this show is to bring on a different guest and just have them share how God's been moving in their life um, throughout either throughout their whole lives or throughout the week or what. And so this week I have the fortunate of having my good friend Isaac Bow onto the show. Hello, Isaac Bow. Hey, Jared. Uh, everybody can hear me? Maybe. Well, it, good to be here, Jared. Good to uh, be on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to get into it tonight. Yeah, I'm... Oh, I we have to do that. Yeah, I am. I'm so I'm so thankful that you decided to come on. I know it was quite last minute, as I announced it later than I was hoping. But you know what? Sometimes that's how life be. You gotta go with the flow. And so, um, but first, I'd like to open our time with me reading the verse. And so, each guest I have, when I have them fill out a form, I ask them to pick a passage that relates somehow to what they'll be talking about tonight in some way. And so, my good friend Isaac Bow brought up the brought up Hebrews chapter chapter I believe it's chapter hold on I gotta pull up my response sorry folks it's just first time a little bit nervous but you know what we'll do it he's had he pulled up Hebrews first chapter 1 verses 8 through 12 so I'm gonna read those and then before I um, before we go into the show so This is from Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. But to the Son, he says, You you throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with the scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. He says also to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, You laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish. They will perish, but you will remain forever and they will wear out like the old clothing. You fold them like a cloak and discard them like old clothing, but you are always the same and you will live forever. So I'd like to open our show with a word of prayer and all that. So let's pray. Dear Father God, I just thank you for this beautiful Thursday that we can gather here in time of fellowship as we hear from Isaac and also a little bit from the community as well. But I, Lord, I just ask that you bless this time, bless those who are here, those who are on campus and who are listening from abroad. And so I thank you for those who are willing to take time out of their Thursday evening or whenever they get a chance to listen that they may feel the presence of you as I feel your presence around me. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So, Isaac, I'd like to open the show, um, as it's close and getting close to 8.05, I'd like to open the show with just a, a little bit of an icebreaker. So I have this random question here, random question set that I'm going to pull up in just a minute. And I'm going to have you pick a number, and you're going to pick a category, and then... We'll go from there. Sounds good. I'm excited. So as you just, my phone just went off to remind me of the icebreaker. So all right, I want you to pick a number between one and 17. One and 17. Mm-hmm. Um, eight. Let's do eight. Let's right do down the middle. We'll close to eight. All right. This we're going to talk about some restaurants real quickly. Restaurants. Let's do it. You have pick a number between 158 and 168. 158. Let's just do 160. Clean. 160. Now, what's the worst fast food restaurant in your opinion and the why? Worst fast food restaurant in my opinion. Oh, man. 
Now I'm on the spot. See, you were on the spot at the start of the show, and now it's me. I, it has been reversed. Let's see. I can name some good ones. You know what? I'm I'm gonna buck the trend. First episode. First episode. We're bucking the trend. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. Best fast food restaurant. Arby's. Arby's. No doubt. No doubt. Arby's is getting a lot of hate out there on the internet. I'm seeing you guys hating on Arby's. So you might say it's the worst, but I'm telling you, it's the best. All right. Why? And why do you say that it's the best? Arby's is the best because. It's got good prices. Mm-hmm. College students out there, you know the prices are where it's at, and you young people. And it's got something that no other restaurant has. Nobody else has roast beef sandwiches. That's pretty. That's an Arby's unique thing. That is a pretty unique thing. You know, I remember as a kid going to Arby's most Sundays after church, and we'd have go with our um, friend group, and I'd always either get the roast beef, the roast beef and cheese, or um, you know you get that apple turnover as ooh, well. Did you ooh, ever have ooh. that? Oh. oh, the apple turnover. I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh man, that's some good stuff. All right, and so what was to ask the original question? Uh, what was? Did you ever have a bad experience at Arby's, or what was one where you were like, "I am never going to this restaurant again"? You know what? Now that you say that, I do have an answer. Okay, so. This is not the worst fast food restaurant, but at a McDonald's once. Okay. I must have been in middle school. We were on a family road trip, long road trip, in the middle of Pennsylvania. Um, we had just stopped at a McDonald's off the highway, and right before us or after us, there was a large tour bus that also showed up. So if you've ever worked in fast food, that's a that's a large order, a tour bus showing mm-hmm. up. And the McDonald's must have only been staffed at that point by one or two people. Oh. And the guy who was at the front, register was doing his best he really was he was he's doing his best um and he handed the person in line to us a drink or a milkshake i think it was a milkshake and his finger must have just touched the top of it Uh. and the customer you know reasonably so said hey i'm sorry i don't want that your finger was in it and he must have been so worn out from whatever he picked the milkshake up and he chucked it across the front you know that front counter space against the wall (laughs) and it sat on the wall Wow. So, not to say anything bad about this guy. I'm sure he was having a rough day. Mm -hmm. And nothing to say bad against McDonald's either. But it was a a unique experience, to say the least. Yeah. We had that one time happen at KFC. I was working with a co-worker, and their significant other came in, and they were just feuding. And the person who I was working with asked for a monster, and they asked their significant other to get them a monster from the store and when the person showed up the person was not in good temper and he took the monster in the bag and just slung it across <laughs> the front counter and, and i a was monster just, was heavy that's you gotta, yeah that's some dangerous stuff it was it you it made a really loud noise and i was i was a little bit scared because i didn't know how it was gonna affect my the rest of my shift and <laughs> thankfully thankfully that shift went well and but yeah i've had i've had some pretty experiences at, at my time in fast food. A lot food. of crazy experiences, fast food or just hourly work. Yeah. You never know who you're going to get. But you know, you know, it made me appreciate the fast food worker out there and it made me appreciate how much they how much they do. And so now whenever I've gone into fast foods as someone who has worked in that field, it's made me really appreciative of and just be more patient because I know what it's like to have to deal do like 10 orders and there's only two of you and it's you in the front. And someone in the back cooking, and it's like you gotta get the stuff done. So like, yeah, shout out to all those uh, midnight Taco Bell workers. Yeah, shout out to those people. You or, guys keep the world running. Mm-hmm, yes, yes. We we as college students, we we give snaps around for that, you know. <laughs> but all right, do you want to do one more question before I'll we? I'll do go? whatever you want to do, Jared. All right, we can do. I'm here. We for got you. time for one more question. Let's so, do it. Let's get into it. Do you want to stay in the category, or do you want to pick a different category? Let's go a new category. New category. Okay. One through seventeen. Let's go two. Two. All right. Oh, we've got movie conversations. As someone, Ooh. um, I'm as, intrigued. Yes. All right. So you have the options between eighty-seven and ninety-eight. So pick a number between eighty-seven and ninety-eight. Let's do eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. <clears throat> what was the last movie you watched, and what did you think of it, and how, and would you recommend it? The last movie I watched was School of Rock. The School of Rock. With Jack Black. With Jack Black. Okay, okay. The good one. I don't know if there's actually another. I, there's a I, musical I version Ooh, of it. Oh, a musical version. That could be interesting. That, that one was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and that's pretty good. I Sounds saw it when it came to Grand Rapids. But, but I was, anyway, continue. I was, I was, uh, it was a late night. I was thinking, you know what? I want to watch a movie that I know I'm going to enjoy. It's going to be light and nice and good. And 
I thought, you know, a School of Rock. I like that movie. It's enjoyable. You gotta love Jack Black. Come yeah. on, Jack Black is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like Jack Black. A lot so of wholesome fun in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, I have not seen School of Rock. Oh, you, which, oh Jared. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fun. I mean, hey, it's okay. It's okay. But I would say that I, theme, I, I think it's right up your alley. I should watch it. You I think, think I should right watch up, it? Okay, I, I right will have alley. to add it to my watch list. Yeah, I just, I never really got around to watching that one because I know my parents, my dad had saw a little bit of it, but he just didn't really like it. So, you know, if your parents don't really like the film, most of the time if you're a kid, they're not going to really want you watching the film. Yep. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Just hadn't seen that one at Jack Black, but I do love Jack Black's work. I think one of my favorite movies of his um, is Kung Fu Panda. Ooh, and the fourth one's coming out? I know. The fourth Ooh. one's coming out. That's pretty exciting. Like, in, like a couple weeks? That's going to be good. Oh, I didn't know it was a couple weeks. Oh, I, actually, I, I don't know. I'm they, speaking out of turn here, but I think it's soon. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that, I think... I, I know that one, I think, is going to probably have a summer release because right now, you know, that's probably a good time for that type of film, you know, when school kids get out and Heck everything. Yeah. But, oh, man, there's some just some quotable lines in that, especially from the villain. And, like, in Tai that, Lung? Tai Lung? Mm-hmm. That's some good Chills, stuff. Man. Yeah. Watch out for Tai Lung. Yeah. So I should have I should have in my introduction asked you to tell us a little bit about yourself, but I guess I so for those who don't know, we have on the show Isaac Bao. Um and Isaac, tell us tell tell the audience how you how you how what's your relation and how um just a little bit about yourself. So yeah, my name is Isaac Bao. So I guess so far you know I like School of Rock and Arby's. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I'm a Taylor grad, so I'm glad to be back on campus tonight with Jared. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm working in Indy right now, so it's nothing too exciting, but that's what I'm up to these days. Um, I saw, Jared, your ad for the show, mm-hmm. and I thought, that's a really great idea. That's a really interesting idea um, for a show. Um, I love talking about movies. You know that. but mm-hmm. um, And there's nothing wrong with talking about movies, but there's something more, I don't know, talking about these kind of spiritual things seems almost more important. Not like it's one or the other. You can do both. But there is a certain joy to be able to talk about the Bible or about what God has been doing. So I thought this is a great idea for a show. And any way I can help, um, I wanted to be involved. So that's what I'm here for. Well, I thank you for that. Yeah, so um, for those who also didn't know, Isaac was lived on the same floor that I currently live on at Taylor. So I and he graduated 2019. So last not 2019. You graduated in 2023, so just re- so pretty recently, so last year, and you graduated with a degree in film and media. Yes, so you're right. How how's that been for you? Have you are you work currently working with your degree, or are you currently doing something else? I uh, am working with my degree. Maybe not the most fulfilling position, but you know what? They're paying me money, so mm-hmm. you can't complain too much when you're getting paid. I still have a lot of applications out, a lot of feelers, mm-hmm. having interviews here and there. Nothing. Nothing has come along that is significantly better yet. Um, but, you know, I just had a, an interview recently. I won't tell you too much about it, okay. but I felt good about it. And um, who knows? We'll see. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, you know, you, know, you got you got to get you got to pay because, you know, college is pretty expensive. But thankfully, you had a parent that worked here. So you got to you got to go for a lot cheaper than most, which is a huge blessing because I don't think you, pr- you probably have said in the past you probably wouldn't have been able to yeah, go Yeah, no, here. super, super grateful for, yeah. for for tuition remission, for sure. That is that is such a good thing. And, you know, scholarships, come on. Yeah, good scholarships. Stuff. We love we love when, when God is able to um, bless people by giving them scholarships and also tuition remission as well as that. Heck but you know what, Isaac, it's my alarm will go off, hopefully, but if it doesn't, you know, it's time for the shout out God moment. So Ooh. what this this moment of the show um, is when we go and we the I, the host, read off the prayer requests and praises, thanking our God for what he's done from you, the listener. So next week. Um, see. Oh, there's that alarm. It's time. It's shout time out for God. shout out God moment. Amen. Yes. And so what the whole purpose of it is just. One of the reasons why I wanted to do the show because I wanted I feel like each day it's hard to just always remember how God's been moving in in people's lives, whether it's the big things or the little things. And you know, I feel that that's such that's such a blessing to hear how other people are doing. But also, you know, we got to pray for those in need. So um, we have some people send in some of their requests and also their prayers. And if you want to, and if you the listener want to ever send in. A shout out God moment. You're more than happy to. There is a link 
on the bio for uh, the Instagram. There is, a, I have, we, yes, we do testify underscore, the Instagram is uh, uh, testify underscore WTUR24. And there is a link in the bio where a link tree in which you have links to, if you want to be a guest on the show, I am looking for guests for people mm-hmm. who want to share their testimony. Uh, and so there's also a form for the shout out God. And it's simple. You just put in your name, like where you're from, just and then how God's been moving in your life, any prayer requests. And then also there is a point where you don't have where you can remain anonymous. So if you feel like, oh, I have this something that I want to share, but I don't really feel comfortable sharing my name. That's fine. Totally between you and me and God. You know what? I will just say the request and the praise, but I won't say your name. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. So we've already had a couple from uh from Jared from Samuel Morris Hall his shout out god moment is a great spiritual renewal and i would agree with him that that also i also sent that in but you know what <laughs> you know hey, i'm that's good stuff hey it was a really good spiritual renewal for those who were able to to be there um it was we talked about uh just what laying down your crosses and um laying down comfort and being uh, followers of Jesus is what what the guy's focus of was was being true disciples and stuff. So I thought that was very good. I unfortunately only was able to make it to three out of the four, but hey, you know what? That's still better than That's being stuff, than though. not missing. So yeah, that was that was really good. And then what is the my prayer request? Well, I pray that that this as the show goes on, we can be able to have more people be able to participate and share what they're happy for and what. What, how God's been moving in their life. And so I also have some decisions I have to make. You know, I'm a senior at Taylor who it will be graduating in May, and I just have some life decisions I have to make. And so that's that's really what comes down for me. We also have another one um, from the foundation floor. Shout out shout out to my home floor of foundation. Shout out foundation. Shout I out agree. foundation, yes. that is For those who don't know, foundation is the first floor of Samuel Morris Hall. And so the prayer request from that was a great the shout out god was a great start to the semester and i would agree it's been a pretty good start for most of the boys on foundation i think that they have been doing pretty well in their classes and so i think and then they said that their prayer request was for floor growth and i agree with that you know it's always good that to have be able to have brothers in christ who are willing to grow more in the faith and then we have one last one for this for this week it comes from the person's name is Jolyn from Hurley, New York. This is also my aunt. So shout out to shout my out aunt. Shout out to Aunt Shout out to Aunt Jolyn. And she says that praise God for that Jared decided to start the show. Very excited to see how God has is glorified through what is shared. Praying for you, Jared, and this episode. Well, we appreciate that. And I really appreciate that, Aunt Jolyn. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, very and, appreciated. And That's what great is stuff. and she and when asked anything that we can pray for, she said uh, safety as we tra- drive down to Virginia Beach this weekend uh, to visit family. And she also has some unsaved loved ones. And I will be praying for that. And the viewers out there will also be praying for that, too. So thank you, Aunt Julian, for Amen. sharing that. And now I'm going to turn it over to the, my guest. Isaac, what is your shout-out God moment for uh, this week? Shout-out God recently? moment for this week. So this is, like, really recent. Within the past couple of days, I don't know if this is going to work as a shout out, God, but this is what's been going on with me past couple of days. I have been studying the book of Revelation slowly and surely. And so that is definitely a prayer request for me, um, for wisdom. And shout out, God, um, first couple verses of the book of Revelation says that everyone who reads this book or listens to it and keeps its word are blessed. So um, shout out, God, for giving us blessings through his word. That, that's be my shout out, mm-hmm. God. Moment. Amen to that. And now. Yeah, it's so important to be able to practice daily scripture habits. And that's something that throughout the course of Taylor, I've been able to grow on that. I know I was challenged way after a um, medical emergency during my freshman year uh, to to read the Bible in a year. And after that medical emergency, I started that challenge and I've been doing it ever since. And so this so this year I'm actually reading on a plan with my aunt and my brother I am a little bit behind on that, but I've been, but it's good to stick to the habit of reading and being in God's word because you never know what's going to happen with how God will bless your life. 
And, you know, it's always good to be able to learn because that's because one of the best ways that we can communicate with God besides prayer is through his scripture. Amen. He, he gives us what we need and how we are to able to apply it to our lives. And so, you know, Isaac, I'm going to turn it over to you. If you want to pick one of the shout out God moments, you can pray for it and then I will pray for the rest. Remind me really quick some of the prayer requests. So we had for uh, the first one was decisions that needed to be made. Um, the second one was floor growth. And then the third one was safety as as travels to Virginia Beach and also um, just for unsaved loved ones. So which one you are know, you thinking? I'll, I, will, I would love to pray for the floor foundation and uh, just for the start of this show. Okay. For getting things going. All right. And then I will pray for the other one. So, all right, Isaac, you open us and then I will close us out. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have to be here, me and Jared, together. And uh, to start this show, I just pray that um, as kinks get ironed out, as the show progresses, that you would give Jared the confidence um, and words to say and guests to come on and people to engage and listen. Um, I also just pray for uh, our mutual friends, the Men of Foundation, that this year would be an edifying year um, of growth as Christians and as brothers together. Father God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this opportunity that we can have to come on and just t testify to your name and all the things that you've done. And I thank you for these people who have sent in their prayer requests. And Lord, I ask that you would be able to let them be lifted up to you. Uh, I thank you for Isaac and his willingness to come on and talk about his his testimony or how God's been impacting him. And Lord, I just ask that you'd be with um, the decisions I have to make uh, and when it comes to just what's what you have what's next whether that's um after graduation or internships and stuff like that lord i also thank you and i i thank you for the great floor of foundation i thank you that they can be able to ha be in such a community and in such a place as this lord and for such a time as this too and that they are able to grow stronger in you during these four years and during these um this time lord i also i ask that you'd be with everyone else on the campus lord all the other floors from the halls of Wangit, Sammy, Olson, English, Gehrig, uh, and Brew, as well as the apartments too. I ask that you would be with each and every one of them throughout the, and Swallow, can't forget Swallow. <laughs> I ask that you would be with each and every one of them this week as we are just starting our semester. But Lord, I just thank you for the, your presence on this campus. I ask that you'd be here and be able to be a guiding light to them as they grow more not only in what they in their job pursuits but also as they grow together in community and i thank you for this also i thank you for my angelin for sending in that prayer request lord i just ask that you would be with them as they drive to hurley to visit my cousin who lives there and has a job there i ask that you would give them a great a great time to visit with my cousin and i thank you for that and lord i just ask that you would be with those our unsaved unsaved loved ones lord i ask that you Amen. allow us to be living testimonies to to not only in what we say, but what we do. And Lord, I ask that you would be with them and know that they are loved by you and that we are praying for them and that they may eventually come to know you more. And if not, then that that your will be done through everything in this. So in all, and I ask these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. And we will be right back in about in a couple minutes. So welcome back to Testify. Sorry about that. I had to had to continue the recording. Hey, all good. Um, I don't really like this mic that I'm using, but you know what? It's hey, first episode. Hey, we're working stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I might just getting into the groove. I might I might switch. Actually, give me one second, everybody. I'm going to switch. All right, mics. mic switch. I'll fill some space. Okay, so. you can you can still <laughs> fill fill some space. Just remind everyone um who you are and then also what what some themes of what you're going to be talking yeah, about let's tonight. do it and so yeah here is isaac while i go switch mics all right so once again my name is isaac bow um i'm here on episode one of testify um we're just getting into it trying to figure out some technical stuff but i would like to talk about today the deity of christ um and some doctrine of the trinity stuff not exactly a regular testimony you know how you became a Christian, at least not the way some people talk about the word testimony. But um, testifying is also just about what God is doing in your life, what you're learning about him, um, and and that kind of stuff. So this is this is what I would like to testify to today. 
Um, so yeah, um, the passage that was read at the beginning of the show was Hebrews chapter 2, no, sorry, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. And while we get everything uh, figured out here um, with these mics, I think I might just go ahead and read it again um, just for the benefit of the listener. So here we go. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, O Lord, in the beginning founded the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they all will wear out like a garment, and they all, like a mantle, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they also will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. So that, once again, was Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12, and that's kind of what we're getting into. And here's Jared. All right, so he just came back. Isaac just read Hebrews chapter 8 through 12. So you know what, Isaac, just why why did you decide to talk about um, the doctrine of the Trinity? And so what, what led you to bringing that up today? Yeah, so... Like I kind of just said, typically when we think about the word testimony, at least in America today, we think about um, the story about how I became a Christian, whether that was as a child or the time that I became a Christian in middle school. I don't know. Everyone has a different story. And that is definitely a good way to use the word testimony, but it's not the only way. Testimony can also just be us testifying to who God is, things like the gospel. That's a testimony. Um, A lot of different theological things we can testify to. Um, I've been a Christian basically my whole life, and that's okay. There's plenty of people who are like that and have interesting stories to talk about, but I thought if there was something I wanted to testify to or talk about tonight, um, it would be something that I've been learning about recently, and what I've been learning about recently is stuff about the doctrine of the Trinity. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Okay. So what have you been learning about the doctrine of the Trinity? Why don't you start us in what you have to say? Yeah. So I brought a book with me, and... I'm realizing, you know, the uselessness of that across radio. But the book is The Forgotten Trinity by James R. White. Um, and I thought the title, I, I, was, I, was, I read this book over the summer and I've been thinking about it a lot. I found the title to be very striking. The title, once again, is The Forgotten Trinity. Um, a lot of the times the doctrine of the Trinity um, is something that we talk about like it's too confusing or too difficult to speak on. And certainly there's things about God that, you know, man is best to not meddle in. But the Bible also tells us a lot about the doctrine of the Trinity. And so I read the book, um, was very convicted by it, and um, very encouraged by it. And um, there's things about it that I love talking about now um, <laughs> that I just find fascinating and very encouraging. So I, I, I hope that would be the same to you. And what did you find that really convicted you when you were reading this over the summer? And yeah, just tell us, tell us what, what, what was about it that convicted you? Well, what I found was as I was reading it, everything that the author was talking about, about Christians don't see the value in the Trinity. I would say in a way that's me. Um, the Trinity is something that I know things about, um, but it, it's not necessarily something that, um, that I would want to share with somebody right away. You know, maybe in a, like a um, evangelistic experience. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been my go-to and that's okay. I don't know if it needs to be the go-to for everybody, but at least in the book, I was like, wow, the doctrine of the Trinity is obviously central, but it is, um, there's so much more to say about it that I have never heard said. And so that convicted me that I just didn't know these things. And what were some of the things that you, that you came to learn? Yeah. So what I really want to get in tonight is, um, about the deity of Christ. Okay. Um, us as Christians, um, we can all affirm the deity of Christ. That's probably not a, a revolutionary idea. Um, but there's, well, let me just start out. Let, let's just start out this way. We'll use you, Jared, as the stand-in for the audience. Okay. Okay. Um, is Yah- who, who is Yahweh? Yahweh, the name of God, you mm-hmm. know, in the Old Testament. Um, the question that I had going into reading this book, The Doctrine of the Trinity, was, is Yahweh the name of the Father? Is Yahweh the name of the Godhead? Is Yahweh the name of all three? So I don't know what 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 do you think of when you hear that question? When I hear 
what is the Yah? Well, yeah, what is who is Yahweh and what is Yahweh? I tend to, I typically think of it as it being in the fatherhood of God as God the Father as his name that was given to him by the Jews and that was so precious to them that they dare not know how to spell it so that and that that it became lost over time and so then when they when they rediscovered and they were translating stuff um they came up with this name yeah yeah and that's that's what it, that that's what the connotation and all that what what i think and that yeah so you definitely brought up some good points there one of them is that it's definitely the name of the father we hear the name yahweh or read it in in your bible it's probably translated as lord capital l capital o capital r capital d and we find it a lot in the old testament and you said you mentioned the spelling um mm-hmm. coincidentally the name yahweh there's a couple of different ways you could pronounce it because there are no vowels associated with it. Mm-hmm. So some people have translated the name Yahweh to Jehovah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a mistranslation there, but you know that's a definitely historical name for um, Christendom of the last couple hundred years. Um, so yeah, a lot of people think, or at least I did, Yahweh is the name of the Father. But as I was reading this book, I came to realize that Yahweh, and I'll, we'll, we'll spoil the we'll I'll spoil the reveal here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yahweh, what I'd like to present tonight, what I'd like to talk about is that Yahweh is the name of the Father, Yahweh is also the name of the Spirit, and Yahweh is also the name of Jesus Christ. So that's, that's what I would like to get. That's that's really what right. struck me so much from reading this book, that I was like, people need to know this. I want to talk about this. This is incredible. Yeah, that does sound, that sounds really fascinating. So why don't you dive in more to about it? And take us on a journey about how you, uh, through your discovery process of how you came to discover that through the book and also just through your readings of the Bible. Yeah, let's do it. So we read Hebrews chapter one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's the, um, that's the big reveal. So let's go back a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, if you want to turn to it, if you're listening, if not, I'll read some of it, but I'm looking in Psalm 102. Okay. Give me one second to pull that yeah. up. i I left my, I unfortunately left my Bible oh, when, no I went home, All good. when I went home over the weekend for uh, for surgery and stuff. So Hey, that's what we got that Bible on the internet for. Yeah, I know. It's that's a great, a great thing. Having the Bible at, at your fingertips, it's, it's, really, it's really convenient. But it's also good to have the physical Bible as well. Oh, for sure. I love reading out of the physical Bible. So you said Psalms. Psalm 102. One oh, oh, 102. I, I just thought you said Psalms 1 and verse 2. So, But that's my mistake. All right, let me get there in just a second. And which verse are you going to be starting at? We'll just start in verse 1. Verse 1. Psalms 102, verse 1. All right. All right. So we might be reading two different translations here, but, you know, translations are translations, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good ones out there, and I think you'll be able to follow along regardless of whether you have the same translation. So, Jerry, would you like to read just verse 1? Yeah. Yeah. Psalms 102. A prayer of one overwhelmed with trouble, pouring out of problems before the Lord. And this is the uh, New Living Translation. Oh, great. So, Lord, hear me, hear my prayer, listen to my plea. Yeah, so what you just read there, the first verse of Psalm 102, it says, Lord, hear my prayer. That's a paraphrase. My translation, um, translate. it actually translates all the instances of the tetragram, tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H, the name Yahweh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't use the word Lord, it just uses the name Yahweh. Okay. So, I'll read my verse as well. Uh, Psalm 102, verse 1. O Yahweh. Hear my prayer and let my cry for help come to you. Pretty basic. I mean, it's very similar between, yeah, you know, yeah. modern English translations all have a very similar mm-hmm. feel to them. But it's a prayer to Yahweh. So mm-hmm. I just want to establish that. That's okay. what Psalm 102 is. It's a prayer to Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Uh, a human person speaking to Yahweh or translated as Lord. But this is God Almighty. Do they know who, who wrote this? Because I don't see that in... Yeah, so you read there, it said, a pl- mine says, a prayer of the afflicted when mm-hmm. he is faint. I, I don't know. It are could we be assuming it's David or are we assuming it's somebody else? But it's it's in the Psalms. A, a Bible scholar will have to speak uh, more authoritatively <laughs> than I can. Um, surely a lot of Psalms are written by David, so it's possible. I cannot mm-hmm. speak to that, unfortunately. I wish I knew. I do not. But we'll start with the fact that it is a Psalm written to Yahweh okay. or the Lord. Do we want to continue in that or are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on a little bit later on. So this is Psalm 102 and um, we are going to be reading later on in the psalm verses 25 through 27. Okay. So I'll 
I'll let you read those. Well, yeah, I'll let you read those three verses. Long ago, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment and discard them. But you are always the same. You will live forever. Yeah, so these three verses are talking about the actions of God or the actions of Yahweh. <laughs> so things like laying the foundation of the earth, creation. Yeah. That's a unique thing to God. Nobody else does that. There's no other person who can say, I laid the foundation of the earth. This mm. is a divine attribute. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 26 says, um, they or people, others will perish, but you will remain forever. Yes. This is totally a divine thing, right? Yeah, omnipresent. And yeah, these are attributes. Right. Yeah, exactly like you said, omnipresence. Um, omnipotence in um, creation. Yeah. Omnipotence yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, these are attributes that only apply to God. And in this psalm, we know that they're specifically being applied to Yahweh. Just want to stress that a lot. Yeah. Yahweh. So now let's get back to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. Okay. I hope you're following along with us. This is a little bit heady, but once we get there, I don't know. I, I think it's incredible. So Okay. All right. So let's get back to Hebrews. Just got to lay Hebrew. some groundwork. Let's get back to Hebrews now. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. Oh, man, you beat me there. If you want to, well, let let me get to it. Okay. Just let me know when you're ready. And so, so we just read from Psalm 102. Mm-hmm. I've got them both open before <laughs> me. We're turning pages here, guys. It's a little hectic. This you is know. a big Bible, but we're getting there. Um, so I'm just going to go back over Hebrews chapter 1, and uh, we'll see how it parallels Psalm 102. So here we go. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10. You, O Lord, in the beginning founded the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will all wear out like a garment, and like a mantle you will roll them up like a garment. They will also be changed, but you are the same. So I want to draw your attention to that first verse I just read there. Mm -hmm. You, Lord, in the beginning founded the earth. Going back to creation. Going back to creation. Mm -hmm. And, And not just that. I mean, that's definitely true. But it is a direct quote... From Psalm 102. What? (laughs) So this was just the thing that struck me so much. Okay. Is that there are these passages in the New Testament that speak about Jesus and actions of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1 is Mm -hmm. all about Jesus, um, about the Son specifically. Okay. And it's giving these quotes saying, you did this, or about the Son, he says this. So these are scriptures about the Son, Things like your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the heavens are the works of your hands. And these are actually direct quotes. If you look in the margins of your Bibles, yep. if you got some margins, they will direct you back to Psalm 102. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 102 says these are the acts of Yahweh. So, wow. I don't know. I, what do you think about that? Does that strike you? It struck me, at least. I, I think that's that's pretty cool. And how, yeah, and that's a that is a main part of the Trinity is that they are, it's God. It's the Godhead, and that one one interesting docu- one interesting graph that I always liked was the one where you have God in the middle, and it's like God is the Father, is the Son, is the Spirit, and then you have the the Spirit is not this, but it's not this, and so that I always found that was an interesting way of explaining it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing this by. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, you said it really well, Jared. We have a, a diagram of God. Mm-hmm. Not that God looks like this, right? Because we don't it, we don't image God. But yeah. um, God is the Father, or the Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. But mm-hmm. the Father is not the Son. The yeah. Holy Spirit is not the Father. You know, vice versa. We have three distinct persons in one being. Mm-hmm. And and what yeah what what I've been presenting so far is that that one being is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So that means that the Son is Yahweh, mm-hmm. the Father is Yahweh, and the Holy Spirit is Yahweh. Yeah. And I think that applies. Well, how do you, how would you say, how would you then, how, so now having listened to this and brought this revelation about, what would be some application to, so, to the leader, listeners? And what was, what was your, some of your takeaways after learning this? What did, you, how did this impact you? So it, 
it is it is at least an interesting piece of information. So at the very least, you say, okay, that was interesting. I mm-hmm. didn't know that's biblical fact. It's like, wow, that's compelling. Um, I don't think there are many people who would call themselves Christians today, evangelical Christians, who would say, I disagree, right? Yeah. It's a great... Maybe you wouldn't have known that Yahweh was the name of Jesus as well. That might be mm-hmm. new. But you're going to say, yes, Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. But there's also groups of people in America and around the world who call themselves Christians um, who do not affirm this doctrine. Yeah. So coming back to the book, The Forgotten Trinity, mm-hmm. this is a book um, about Trinitarian defenses. And it's not it's it's geared toward the the average Christian. Yeah. But the defenses are very much about things like Jehovah's Witnesses, okay. Mormonism. Yeah. 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 Other other such Christian type cults, Christian in name cults, mm-hmm. and so were you when because um, during before the show he um, I'd asked in the guest form to share an interesting fact, and he said that you have been learning more about cults. Yes. Are these <laughs> are these the said cults that you have been learning? I more? have been learning more about okay. cults, and these are some of the said cults I've been learning about. And is that because of the book and how you and you want to be able to reach out to those people and bring them back? Yeah, so I don't remember which came first, but this summer I read this book. And this summer I also was in situations, not super regularly, but regularly enough with Jehovah's Witnesses that I was like, man, like, what should I say? Mm-hmm. What should I do? Um, I need some wisdom here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormonism, um, while there might be a lot of issues that us as evangelical Christians can name, mm-hmm. um, some of the biggest ones are going to be how are you saved, and who is Jesus? Yeah. I mean, these are maybe the biggest questions of life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that Jehovah's Witnesses specifically don't believe that Jesus is Yahweh. Um, Remind us what they believe again. So, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses, this is a Christian-in-name cult. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, if you don't, if you feel a little uncomfortable with the word cult, so be it. But um, they definitely have some, some heterodox and um, heretical teaching. But one of the big teachings that they have is that Jesus is not um, not Yahweh, or they would say Jehovah. Mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses, they translate Yahweh as Jehovah. Jesus is not Jehovah. Jehovah is only the Father. Jesus is actually the first and greatest creation of Jehovah. Mm-hmm. And we can also see Jesus as the archangel Michael. So if any of those things ring a bell slightly, that's Jehovah's Witness doctrine. You okay. might have picked up somewhere, or you might have heard it, but... Those are some big Jehovah's Witness doctrines. I can't purport to be an expert, but those two, Je- uh, Jesus is not Yahweh. He mm-hmm. is the Archangel Michael. That's like Jehovah's Witness bedground. Yeah. Bedrock. So what do you think like this can... Oh, let, me get, let, me, let me think about how I want to question this and ask you this. So, yeah, I know... Wh- oh, like over the summer, I also had an encounter with a Mormon, and I felt that it was quite hard to discuss things a little bit it was um i had just said to them in a very nice way i'm sorry but you're being deceived um mm-hmm. this is and i'm praying and that's that a hard thing repent. to say it is a very hard thing i i got a lot of flack yeah online for saying that mm-hmm. just under a post saying i'm sorry but this is what you were believing is wrong and you're being led away mm-hmm. and and people were saying oh you're judging them and you're and you're you sh- as a christian you shouldn't judge and i was like no but we need to lead. We need, as Christians, we are called when it's when it's dealing with other other people who say they're Christians. We need to hold them accountable, and we also need to make sure that they believe th- and that they're not being led astray. Mm-hmm. Because and, and what does Jesus say? He says, "Judge rightly mm-hmm. with right judgment." Yeah, that's just right after the maybe the all famous passage of "Judge not, lest you be judged." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after that, Jesus says, "Judge rightly with mm-hmm. right judgment." So judgment is definitely a part of the Christian yeah. life. Yeah. So how would so so after you learned all this stuff of through through be about God being about Jehovah being the name for all three mm-hmm. and that have you been able to bring that up into conversation with people again who are Jehovah's Witness? Have you have you thought about doing more evangelism? What what how is this led you to being able to be able to testify yeah so i was yeah at this time over the summer i was in proximity to jehovah's witnesses um i was reading this book i was like man like this is 
I mean, you brought up an interesting point, Jared, when you said that you posted under somebody's po- or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They said, I think you're being deceived. Um, mm-hmm. If you've ever had an experience trying to <laughs> trying to talk about the gospel to somebody who doesn't believe the gospel. Yeah. That's a very f- it's a it's a hard that's like a that's a hard experience. At least for me, that's a hard yeah. experience. Yeah. Because one. You f- I don't know, I feel unprepared. I feel like, what am I going to say? What what will I, what are they going to say to me? Yeah, you don't, yeah, and I feel like that's something that I know I've, that's something that's held me back from, that I'm guilty of being held back from when, when sharing, like, the gospel and other things is like, what question are they going to throw at me? But I feel like at, there's points where you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know. Amen. You have to. The only thing that you have to be able to do is be able to give, as it says in I think Timothy, to give a reasonable defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To, to give, give a, a reasonable, reasonable defense, defense about the hope that you have, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. And so, and and whenever we talk to non-believers, whether that's our family members, because I know, I know I have a couple mm-hmm. of aunts and uncles or um, cousins who are unsaved and i pray for them but when i'm talking to them and all that we have to we first have to do it out of love you know Amen. i was this is why i've been something learning about something in uh in contemporary christian belief with dr seaman is that this is the art of it's a reconciliation and that mm. and we have to be able that first and foremost that when we when we present the gospel we are doing it out of love and we're not doing it out of us being better than them or that they're complete that they are they're idiots for not believing in what we believe in that or that being self-righteous and no it's it's out of love that we that we say these things and so uh, now that we've known we've learned something about this i hope that we can be able to to use this as one of our one of our anecdotes and one of our things that we can bring up in our in our ministry uh as as we witness and testify God's love to those around us. And so I think, I think that's something that I, I thank you for coming on. Um, what, if you had to take, if you had to, if going out from here, what is something that, what are, what are some other things that you'd like to share? Well, you got the minute. Yeah. Cause so you, you mentioned Jared or, or I did. It's, it can be hard to talk to people who don't understand the gospel or don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And, and, we can think of, oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? What what can I be prepared for? Something that I have heard um, is that it is better to be original, to be, sorry, to be familiar with the original than to be familiar with all the counterfeits. Just what do you mean a, by that? This is an anecdotal piece of evidence. Um, I don't believe this is the practice um, in U.S. mints and treasuries, but at least at one point it was the practice that people who are trying to spot counterfeit money they wouldn't study all the different types of counterfeits out there. They would study the original. Because there's hundreds of millions of different ways you can counterfeit a dollar bill or a coin or a check. There's so many different variations that it's almost impossible to learn all of them. But they would instead study the original. And they would get so used to the original that as soon as they touched a counterfeit or saw it, they would immediately know it was off. So applying that back now to the Christian life, we need to be familiar with our own doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be an expert in the cults or experts in um, movies or anything like that. You know, experts in something else. Like I'll reach these people by knowing all about their thing. That's all well and good, but what's better is to be familiar with your own doctrine so well that when a counterfeit is presented, you immediately recognize that it recognizes at a counter mm-hmm. as a recognize it as a counterfeit. So. That is something that I've been taking to heart in that if there's so many people who misunderstand the doctrine of the Trinity and the divinity of Jesus Christ, one perspective would be, let's go learn each person's individual thing. But everybody's different. Yeah. Every group of people is different. Mm-hmm. Instead, what I think has been a bit more profitable is to be like, become an expert in, to become an expert in your own doctrine so much so that you can spot the counterfeit from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Isaac, before we go, um, I'd just like to ask, what can what can we, the audience, and what can I be praying for you, for you, as you as we go throughout the rest of, as we depart? What are some things that I can be praying for you? Yeah, so I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but um, studying the Bible is difficult. It requires wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to continue studying the Bible in depth more. Um, I think a lot of us would echo that. So definitely prayer for wisdom in understanding God's Word. Um 
and also um let's just say this a uh, willing ears to hear the good to hear the good news and and a willingness on my part to to share it with them um i haven't been able to put a lot of these practices you know directly into practice a lot of these ideas um and i would i would welcome the opportunity to do so so okay so right well i'm going to go pray and close this out and so I, I just want to, again, thank you for being the first guest on Testify, and I thank, and I appreciate the conversation that we had, so I'm going to pray and close this out. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time that we can have together with Isaac as he shares more about the doctrine of the Trinity and how it's so important that we know the right, the right, the, the true Jesus from the counterfeit ones. Lord, I ask that you would be with us now as we go throughout the week. Lord, I ask that you would give us wisdom as we study the Bible and that Lord, it's hard sometimes to not to not know everything, but it's it's so important that we still we still put our put effort into it, and that we focus on what you have been telling us through through the through the years in your in your in your words. And Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, I ask that you would be with us now and help us to be able to apply what we have learned in our lives. And thank you in your name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me, Jerry. No problem. So for those of you who are, for those of you, this is the end of the first episode of Testify. And I once again want to thank you all for listening. Um, You can tune in every Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And if not, you can tune in on our Spotify once I'm perking out the kinks and getting that up. But once it's up, I will let you guys know. But I'm also, so if you feel like you want to share your testimony, whether it's something like how you became a Christian or just something you, that's on your heart, I'm looking for guests. So there is a form on our website, um, which is through the Instagram that we have. And it's in the Instagram page is testify underscore WTUR 24. And you can click on that profile and there is a link in the bio. And through that link, there is forms for if you want to... Sh- if you want to share a praise or a prayer request, we have the shout out God forms down there. And we also have um, the guest forms as well. So once again, I want to thank you guys and for listening to this first episode. I hope you enjoyed and I hope that this was able to be edifying and to bring you some some hope in the world. And, you know, as we are getting close to the end of the days that we may be able to be strong and encourage one another and be able to know that we have um this testimony and that we can hear the testimonies of others and that how that draws us closer to God. So I just want to again, thank you all for tuning in to testify and I hope to see you next week in peace. Ugh, no country music.